Welcome to Discussions of Music, Healing, and Consciousness with your hosts, Chris Noble and Bill Perotzman. On this podcast, Chris and I offer a spontaneous, ongoing conversation about how music is intertwined with healing and consciousness. Our first season helped lay the foundation and build some of the superstructure for what we want to do here in season two, where we'll be welcoming some intriguing guests, going deeper into ancient mysteries and wisdom, and cultivating your background knowledge and curiosity. We hope these discussions will inspire your own study and practice of the musical and healing arts, and that your contribution to advancing world consciousness will be satisfying for you and transformative to those around you. Let's get started. Grey's Anatomy, a bunch of commercials. He's been around a while, and Sleeping Last is his his other appearance. <laughs> like his his stuff, he does his stuff. Okay. Was that a cover of Chasing Cars? That's what yes. It said. Okay. Yes, he's got some covers, got some originals. Very interesting cool. voice. Yeah. Yeah, I one that um, came to my awareness because my step oldest stepdaughter wants to use a song called saturn in her wedding and i discovered this whole series of things that sleeping at last is done called atlas and they've got songs for all the planets and they've got songs for every number in the enneagram and it's like this is kind of cool <laughs> yeah yeah That's so nice. how, how have you been man welcome back welcome home <laughs> well bill yeah thank you it's been uh it's been a really great summer it's just been um I think it's going to be the new kind of um, situation for me, which is as, especially as touring musicians, when you're, you know, the performance time is the summertime. I mean, like, of yeah. course, there's many times throughout the year to be doing stuff, but when it comes to concentrated festivals and just really bouncing around it, it is the best time to do it. And so it's, uh, it's intense, but it's really, really fun. And I'm, exhausted in the best way you know when you have yeah like yeah costume, but you're like oh but it's so good <laughs> yeah i get it man so wh where did you go uh mostly all around west coast canada um okay. so BC, uh, british columbia and alberta essentially uh, but we did start off uh july in uh, ontario in a very northern little town at a festival there which was really fun uh for canada day and kicked it off there and it was my first time flying with my piano, so I had to, you know, figure out the oversized luggage, you know, situation. And Seriously. I was, yeah, I had to get into a new case for it, but it was kind of nice too because that means like you, I, I'm buying that was kind of a symbol of more things to come, right? More right travel with that, and uh, it, it was great. It's just super jam packed. We played, uh, I think, four festivals, which was really fun. Makes me kind of now n not really ever want to go to a festival as an attendee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you when you get the backstage passes because you're an artist and you get access to literally everything i mean we actually had um they had free massage uh free masseuses as well which was amazing backstage so every day we were like first guys there me and my buddy who i was touring with tennyson king like we were in line the first guys there like hey get my time slot for the massage today <laughs> yes please yeah and you know i'm sure that if I were touring right now, I'd be schlepping all my gear. So a massage would be a very nice thing to have. <laughs> it's it's actually huge. Like um, some of these festivals were just, they're really lovely with the care. They clearly really care about the artists and they do everything they can to really 
make your life easier and um you know getting from one stage to another stage because at the festivals we typically would have at least two performances each day yeah um so like smaller stages during the day for like workshops and then workshops kind of meaning like you're with other musicians and you share the stage and like you play your song they play their song but the cool thing is is if you get the the right mix of musicians they'll all be like hey do you want to play on my song and then you kind of and then, like, you're meeting these musicians, all, all like, top-notch musicians for the first time ever, and you're um, you're already just playing on their songs. And before you even exchange names, you're having, like, the musical telepathic conversation. And it's so fun. Like, you get these, you know, I was playing on other people's songs, and they'd be like, yeah, nice solo, man. And I'm like, cool, dude. And you just have these beautiful connections that uh, all come from that universal language of music. And it was it was just yet another reminder of, and I was talking to one of the musicians about this. He's like, oh, I love meeting people through music because it's like you cut through all of the masks that we wear in society and in social situations without even knowing it, not even like purposely. And then here you are like playing music together. And it's just like, boom, I, I feel like I know you already. And I haven't even got your name, but I already feel a bond because of our you know, musical experience we just had together. So it's I guess that, yeah, it, it was just like a whole summer of, of um, daily reminders of the power of music. You know, that is so cool. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm still on the geography here, but can you just like riff on a couple of the festivals you went to? Yeah. So one of my highlights was the Vancouver Island Music Festival, which was obviously it's on Vancouver Island and the whole island comes to that one. So it's uh, usually gets about 20, 25,000, 30,000 people. Um, to that one there's like five stages and it's right by this gorgeous river too so in between you know your sets and stuff you can go in for a little dip in this alpine glacier you know fed uh, river perfect kind of weather musicians from all over um, some american canadian um, one band from korea that was amazing they were like heavy metal traditional korean classical music fusion um they kind Whoa, of sound hold on a second <laughs> yeah they, they the best they sound a lot like the band tool if oh you yeah remember okay the they sound like tool but but with traditional asian eastern instruments like the zither um and uh, oh my god they're a three-piece they were a monster band they were so cool i got to chat with them a bit backstage they're amazing and uh, another group from uh, the Netherlands were there too. So I got to meet like some really wonderful people uh, from all over the world. And just again, like you're meeting these people from all over the world, but what do you have in common? You have music in common. And it's this beautiful way to, it's just such an amazing way to connect. Like even just these people I met for one night at a festival, I feel like I became very close friends with just in that one night because of the music that we got to share and the, create the creativity so that was a huge highlight for sure i love this because you know in the audience it's happening too i know you know yeah. and yeah. being there with that kind of an intention or at least being that there with that kind of awareness has got to be so powerful and, and i feel like with festivals what i what i've really appreciated now is there's this frequency of love and joy that emanates from everybody because as the, the the people that are just going to the festival that's their vacation this is like a big festival weekend getaway where they're on they're yeah. on you know vacation mode already so they're in a great state 
and then all the musicians are in there you know perfect because they're we're playing at festivals we're getting these big audiences this is the dream come true for us you know and then the people working the festival are huge music um lovers and just want to make our lives as easy as possible and then we get to you know make friends with them and have wonderful connection with all the crew and it's just everyone involved in one way or another it's just we're all absolutely in love with what's happening and we're just all happy to be there and in being in that energy is extremely uplifting feels like um a very delicious mushroom trip or something yes. without yes without the psilocybin it's it's a really wonderful feeling what an what an incredible thing i you know for people who don't know tell us a little about tennyson king oh so he's a singer songwriter from canada and uh, he's a good friend of mine he's uh, originally born in hong kong so he brings like an interesting Eastern element to what you call traditional Western folk music, folk rock, like John Mayer, um, you know, Bon Iver, Jack Johnson, like that kind of uh, vibe. Um, but his music's very uplifting. The songs are really all about um, either nature or self-reflection. And, you know, one song as an example is called Don't Know Where I'm Going, But I Know That I'm Right Here. And so it's all about being in the present. And we always usually finish the concert with that. And everyone's singing, don't know where I'm going, but I know that I'm right here. And just getting a whole chorus of people singing that. Like we we do a lot of sing-alongs. One of our songs that we do um, is also we, um, because of my background's in dance. And I know it's been, it's been influencing Tennyson because we're going to be playing on each other's music. So he's wanting to incorporate more dance stuff now into his folk music. So we did that for one of the songs and we kind of remixed it into a dance song and uh, we get people to do a dance competition during that as well uh, which is really cute so you have sometimes have the, the kids or adults whoever just running up on the stage and we get everyone to dance and so we're very like the show's a very audience participation heavy kind of rock and roll show basically and um, yeah I mean he tours the world constantly so he is a he's a classic nomadic musician uh, who's just he's either touring in Australia Southeast Asia um, or all over Canada and a bit of the UK. And we're hoping that um, now that he's um, he's got some good following now in the UK, we're going to hopefully perform there in 2024. So Sweet. He's, he's a good friend from college, and it's just such a fun thing to be, you know, like 12 years later kind of going, wow, look at where we are now, you know? <laughs> Seriously, I know. And look at the importance of the work you're doing, you know? It's so incredible to inspire people uh, toward connection and toward love, toward community, in a way that, you know, maybe Woodstock got us started back in the day, <laughs> or maybe before that, but, you know, hey, people, we're back. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a real thing. Music, you know, it's interesting because we've also, during these festivals and some of these uh, concerts we were performing, we'd also be hosting separately meditation workshops, music meditation workshops. So Tennyson also has a Rung, which is a traditional Chinese guitar, um, basically translates into, I think, Cantonese, meaning medium-sized guitar, which is what Joe Rung means. But it's basically, it's also known as a moon guitar. It looks kind of like a lute or um, a bulbous half moon, half a sphere type of body yeah, guitar. Yeah, I can picture that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure if you saw it, you're like, oh, I've seen that, like, uh, you know, maybe around the world music scene and stuff. It's a very ancient Chinese instrument. And he plays that through some beautiful lush reverbs and delays while I play my piano and synthesizer and we tune them both to 432 hertz. And then we lead a meditation workshop, which we were really getting amazing response, equally as positive uh, as the concerts. The The meditation workshops were a huge hit and we would do them, do them during the day at the festival. 
And what we got back as a, one of the main comments was it was so great to have this like recharge during the day that not only the audience would get, but then the, the people, the crew that were working the meditation, doing our sound also got like revived. So they felt after they're like, whoa, this is, we need to have this every day at the festivals just so that people can like recharge for the shows later in the evening. It's very practical, actually. It was really like it was really fun to get people into the meditation. And we, we were able to bring a lot of newbies and a lot of people that are very unaware of that side of life. And we could kind of get them in through music yeah. and kind of like a gateway. So it was really cool to see how popular that was. It just shows you where we're at, I think, with with some of these modalities. So that was also a really cool um, discovery. So um, well, tell us about some like crazy things that happened while you were performing on stage. Well, um, so many fun things. I mean, um, on a performance side, like there's really lovely things that we had with some of the meditations, but on the performance, the concert sides, some of the really fun things too, or, you know, one show we played in a place called Revelstoke, just surrounded by mountains. I mean, it's just absolutely stunning. And we would play in the downtown of the city. So all of the music that we were playing would be bouncing off all the buildings of the downtown. So everyone in the city could hear us, which was really cool. And so we had a lot of tourists and a lot of just uh, locals all coming to the stage. And we had um, basically this closed off downtown street and everyone started to dance. And then um, we had had quite extreme wind uh, during our sound check, so much so that it created like a whole dust storm. It looked like we were in a tornado. So we had to cover our gear and we were like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen during the show, but we'll see what happens. And then as the show comes in, the wind basically blew a bunch of storm clouds over and it started to rain. We were covered, thankfully. And though we look out at everyone else, we're like, oh, OK, the rain's going to clear everybody out. Nope. The rain actually just made everyone basically get up off their seats and start to dance and run around in the rain. Nice. And then it just created like this magical moment of like everyone's just drenched wet who cares it's the summer running around in the rain you know kids screaming and having a great time all, all the people just dancing and it was like this euphoric beautiful moment of just people just enjoying life and you, you turn one situation into what would be maybe considered a negative situation you turn it into a real positive situation so we just finished the the last like five songs and drenched in the rain and it was just it felt so magical like just the energy of everyone and people embracing the weather and not not getting freaked out by the rain and that was really magical i love that oh, um, i, I want to be there yeah yeah you know like we're we're hopefully going to come down to the states soon it, it was just um sometimes it is challenging for canadians to come down uh, to the states to tour much as it is for american musicians to come to Canada all because of the both on both ends customs kind of suck and yep. when you're trying to bring in your equipment and your merch your merchandise to sell and you have to apply for work visas to do all that too so it's just there's just so many more hoops to jump through but we're definitely going to come down there because um especially into California I know there's um quite a few people that I think our music would mesh really well with especially with the meditation workshops as you definitely yeah really Used beautifully. Of course, we'd have to do something collaboratively. We would have to, yeah. <laughs> have to. We'd feel wrong to not, you know, to be there and not, you know. You know, what I love so much is that this whole thing has gone out way far outside the yoga studio. You know, healing music used to be one of those things like that only the insiders would go to, the yoginis and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's just so blown outside of that. And, uh, you know, tons of music festivals. I mean, we have a Cajun festival here in San Diego, of all things. We have a Cajun and Blues festival here on Mother's Day every year. 
but uh, the the welcoming that exists for these kinds of things is so incredible right now. And they're just, I mean, they're standing them up in public parks. It's, there's, it's really incredible to see the opportunity that music has now that it didn't have maybe even just as, as recently as before the pandemic. Absolutely. And in, in what's even more encouraging or equally as encouraging are there's more musicians, musicians that are getting into this, not, um, nothing against sound healers, but obviously as a sound healer, that's kind of, you know, your focus, obviously. Yeah. Well, you um, walk both worlds, so you understand it. You know, exactly. And, and, and for, you know, we are still doing, I mean, what I'm doing and what I'm doing with Tennyson King is a very unique thing. And at the same time, it's really great to see that it is catching on. And there's other musicians. We met an amazing guitar player from this um, fantastic uh, Torontonian um, Motown, soulful R&B artist, uh, to, Tanika Charles, she she put on one of the best sets of the whole summer that I saw. She her band was just amazing. One of those bands where you're just like, I can't stop watching you guys. You're so tight, but so tasteful, like just so tasteful in everything you're doing. They're an amazing band. Uh, the lead guitarist from that band, I got chatting with backstage, and he told us he's like, oh, we told him about our, our workshops, and he's like, oh my god, um, yeah, I'm doing this whole thing with like a bunch of these like um, some Indian musicians and some uh, cool. Tibetan and a couple of other, and they do like a, a ten piece band uh, sound bath, but it's very yeah. more on the music side. It's still like a it's still like a performance, not necessarily a meditation workshop, but they're doing it with the healing purposes in um, keeping them in mind. But then he has this other project that it really blew my mind, where he goes around with another musician to schools all across Canada and does these talks on mental health and music. And and actually the guy that leads them was like, you know, suicidal for a lot, a lot of his life and then got through that with the help of music and then takes that and brings that to all these schools and he's accumulated a list of over like 300 suicide letters that he's been given by kids and teachers, believe it or not, who have listened to what he has said, has have gone to those workshops and basically saved their lives um, through through music and through the just talking about mental health. And so this guy, this guitarist is a part of that. Um, I don't even know, whatever initiative, organization, whatever that is. And just the work he told me about that gave me goosebumps. I was just yeah. like, oh, my God, that's powerful. I mean, yeah. again, talk about the mu music. Like, what an amazing – oh, like, if anything, I've just fallen deeper in love with music. Right? It's such, a, it's such a crazy, incredible modality. To be buried inside of music therapy as a clinical intervention is just only so little of it. <laughs> Tiny right? fraction of what you can be doing. Tiny but fraction. But that said, you know um, – there's another initiative up in Canada called Room 217, and they empower caregivers with music to care for people who are in clinical situations, of course, but it's it's really spreading out. And I know you can get like a certification as a musical caregiver through Room 217. Uh, I'll post it, you know, like the notes so people can find them because they're incredible. They are really incredible, and they've done more to uh, raise awareness for music care, I think, than any other organization out there in the world. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm beyond reassured now after this last month. It's just also, I mean, meeting so many people every single day. Um, you really get to, I, I, for myself at least, I got to kind of feel like I've plugged back into humanity a bit. 
and yeah. just got a sense of like where where are we at as a as a species and i'm pretty reassured i i really think despite what the, the tv and the news might tell us i think we're in good hands i really think um a lot of people recognize what needs to shift and change and you know one of those big things is our health and you know approaching our health from a different perspective of just you know treating uh as we do in western medicine right just throw um throw some pills and injections at the problem it's like no i think uh, i think we can go a lot deeper than that and music is actually one of the best tools and everyone kind of already knows it and i think what's happening is there's this awakening of course there's so many other modalities too and we're all and they're awakening to that as well but music being one of the forefront music and sound right 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 at the forefront i would talk about you know, at these meditation workshops, I'd always bring up the the story of when I first got out of college playing these old age homes, these senior homes, and seeing how music would cut through Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, and just boom, like animated people out of their wheelchair. Right. I mean, I felt like an actual ma- magician. And I would share those stories and I, it would remind people, they're like, yeah, yeah, we've they've all heard that too. And they're like, you know, I think everyone's had a magical music experience at some point in their life. And once you start to remember that, you're you're reminded that, wow, like music's actually saved my life in some aspects, or it's at least brought me out of a really tr- tough situation. And I don't think any amount of chemicals from any substance, antidepressant or anything, could could do the same. You know, the wonderful thing about music is that it goes beyond the fix. You know, yeah, you can use it to fix stuff, but it it has this invitation for so much more. Right. It's yeah. like those people dancing. <clears throat> the clinical approach is put up an umbrella and they'll be dry. And their yeah. approach is, we don't care whether we're wet or dry. We're dancing. <laughs> we're living. We're living, you know, living life. And I, I think we're getting back into in touch with how we used to be. I think it's also like there's a yeah. remembrance because obviously from so many indigenous cultures, music is is such a no-brainer, you know, and it's yeah. it's inter, inter, integrated into all aspects. Oh, I love that you said that, because it isn't a brainer at all. Yeah. It's literally not a brainer. <laughs> it's an everything-elser. <laughs> it's a healer. <laughs> it's a healer, yeah. It's a healer, it's a healer, it's, a, it's all those things, you know, and yeah, I mean, wow. I'm just so inspired. I think that's really the main word I would come back feeling is, from all this, is just massively inspired on so many levels. I'm very reassured uh, with people, you know, yeah. which is not always the case, you know, so that, that's a nice way to feel. Yeah, I know. It's like, but, but putting you, putting yourself in that environment for a month. So are you going to go out again soon? What's, what's your vision? Yeah, well, uh, I think we, we, it was very successful tour. So we got a lot of um, good future opportunity from all of that, which was really, really great. Um, we're going to be playing four more shows at the end of uh, beginning of September of this summer. Um, just to kind of cap that off. And then I go, I go over to Egypt after that right, right. for a two week tour um, for more of the ancient mystery side of things. However, music and sound integrate into all that stuff too. So I'll be getting a oh. lot of uh, really amazing inspiration from there as well. And then after that, we're going to, um, yeah, I might be doing another tour, a small week long tour with Tennyson King in the fall and then we're really hoping to start booking for 2024. Uh, the UK is one definite spot. We're hoping to get about a, m- a month over there. I really want to perform in Europe so, so badly. I don't know how that that could look, but I did meet some people that might be able to, to do some stuff there. So I'm also looking to expand more in my dance music and and also get more meditations. You know, like we're, I think these meditation workshops are 
we got a lot of uh, really, really good uh, opportunity from that. So there's a lot of yoga studios now wanting to have us come in for a special event. And we'll see what happens. But music goes with every healing modality. That's what I love. You can yeah. really, it's like, um, I don't know, I'm thinking of things like culinary-wise. Like what, coconut oil you can put with anything, you know? It's, right. it's sort yeah, of it's, like It's that. the same it kind just, of thing, right? It just mixes with any modality. You just, you know, you yeah. just do it a little differently this way if it's a yoga thing versus, you know, maybe just a sound healer thing or a, a straight-up meditation, whatever it is, or a breathwork um, you know, event. I mean, it, it can go with so many different things. So, again, the beautiful thing with music is is that, you know, I can imagine – um, you doing piano for a yoga session, it would be incredible. Just that alone, right? Like I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. You know, I used to do that live. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I brought, I brought the keyboard. And yeah, I'd play for live yoga sessions. Yeah. And it was a blast. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so beautiful. It'd be, yeah. The live music component is is really special. Um, that's what I was noticing too with that, where it's, it's, uh, it's nothing that you could ever recreate in any other way. And I think people really get that. It, it adds, it becomes a special event. Yes. Yes. Really Much does. different than running a track. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And nothing wrong with that. I mean, I love, I love it when there's a DJ in the house. Oh yeah. That's great. But it's dude. not really the same thing as the band, <laughs> you know? No, no, it's just different. I wouldn't even say one's better than the other. I think they, they, you know, one is a different type of event than the other. That's all it really is. You right. Know? I look forward to doing some more DJing for uh, ecstatic dances, as an example, and some more opportunities came up for that as well. And um, that sounds, you know, like uh, the DJ stuff has its it has its place, and I love that place. You know, like I can't wait to do more of that stuff because we were doing a lot of the, you know, meditations. Great, like afternoon time. We did do an evening one on a Sunday evening once as well, but mostly afternoon daytime, and then. You know, Tennyson King's folk rock, so he's a great afternoon, evening kind of music. But then my music, being electronic dance, is more like a, you know, nine to midnight time slot. Yeah. And then I also have the DJ stuff, which is midnight to like three or something in that ballpark. So between the two of uh, Tennyson King and myself, we've kind of got this like full day now of music uh, ready Seriously. to go. And, I, and I'm really looking forward to that because we did all of his music this summer, which was awesome. And I look forward to now bringing more of my music in, which uh, he has every intention of uh, of doing as well. So uh, it's beautiful. It's all organic. You know, it's just a great example of, man, you know, when you're doing the things you love, uh, a lot of beautiful things really come together without any kind of uh, planning or organization. And I was also pleasantly reminded of of just that when you're in your passion and you're playing and literally playing, like just being your inner child and, and having so much fun, it is contagious and people feel that and opportunities literally just like magnetize to you. Yeah. And it was, it was really nice to experience that law of attraction in, in real time as well. I'm lit up for you, man. This is <laughs> such an incredible month that you've had. Of course, this thing, will, when will, this is going to drop sometime in August. So this is all July. This is July. Uh, hit me with a couple of links. We can throw them in for the September stuff that's coming up. Absolutely. Because yeah. we'll catch people that way. And um, so do you and Tennyson have a band name yet? Well, no, because it's all his music. So we've just yeah. been performing as Tennyson King, and I'm I'm basically his backing band. We had a drummer join us for the last three shows as well, which was really fun. Um, but the band is Tennyson King at this point. We were Got joking. It. When we did the meditation workshops, people were saying one of the names that came across, because they're like, yeah, you guys, basically we would perform as Tennyson King and Chris Noble, because mm -hmm. that's just simple. 
Um, but they're like, you know, you should change your have a band name called uh, what was it, Noble and King. I'm like, oh, it's not Ooh. actually that bad. That's, That's kind of bad, cool. <laughs> right? Noble and King, very royal sounding. Yeah. Um, not that we're at all aristocratic in any kind of way. But well, that's part of the beauty of it, right? Yeah, that's like the the irony or something. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have a band name. I think, if anything, we're probably going to just continue to tour around as Tennyson King and Chris mm -hmm. Noble because we'll also have our own sets. He'll have the Tennyson King set, folk rock. I'll have Chris Noble set, electronic dance. And then, you know, we, we go from there. So um, no band name yet, but that's, that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, so I'll send you all the links, and anyone that's listening, um, yeah, feel free to check it all out. And at the end of the day, the best way to support either of us is just to, like listen to us on Spotify. That's what I was learning this summer. Even though we don't really make any money from that, it is the best way for um, people to just kind of get to know you, the artists and the music. Like, just stream it, you know, like follow us uh, and stream it. We'd appreciate it. Speaking of that, I wonder um, if we could just sort of play some Tennyson King here. Oh. I spent all my money on a moving bed With my whole life in the back I'm coming up on empty
Sorry for me not to sing my backups for that. <laughs> I'm like remembering the uh, the performance we do. That's that's his more stripped down song. Like other songs are more rock and roll. Like you can hear the drums and all that stuff. That's a more uh, acoustic. But I was I just like the vibe of that one. It's nice. Yeah, it's got a good, it's got a good vibe. Got a nice got a, feel. Got a good hit the road kind of vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like a sunny day driving somewhere beautiful. You know. It's all you digital nomads out there <laughs> can relate. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's been my, that's been my July. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been so reassuring bill. And I mean, I think as musicians and as artists, you can really sometimes go through like, what am I doing? You know, kind of, uh, moments in your career. Right. And if there's ever, uh, some reassurance that we are definitely on a beautiful path and, and doing, I think, I wouldn't say the right thing, but what's right for us personally as as artists. Um, I, I could never give up music, especially after this kind of a month. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Touches just, so many lives. It's so, even on the small level that we were doing, we're not big time acts yet, uh, but even on the small scale, you know, we, we just got so much amazing feedback from so many people. And, and you, it just, you don't even know who you're you're really touching with that music and sometimes you'll never know but it is extremely powerful um you know just like even the people that you don't hear about you don't even know what you did for that for them that day uh that could have been a really important moment for them and yeah. uh that's that's just the amazing thing of art in general and and what we can do is as um as creator creators you know i wish i could have been there fly on the wall yeah, and soon enough. This soon is enough. Quite, if anything, this is just ramping up for a lot more to come. So definitely, man. Oh, I'm so happy for you. What what an incredible trip. Well, thank you. And and uh, you know, what about you for this summer? Like, are you going to be doing any performances, any singalongs in the park, any of your um, that amazing project with your those Tibetan bowls? And uh... you know, we we did a singalong that I'll share. Everything else is happening. Um, Dion, who I perform with, is headed to France for two months. So after september or something like that i won't see her until the beginning of 24 okay but uh, we did the sing-along so in san diego i don't know if any of you have heard of the controversy surrounding this big cross we have up on a hill it's a memorial and it's a, a memorial for military so there's this giant cross it's probably 30 feet high and a flag of course and then surrounded surrounding it on this hill are all of these plaques of people who have served in the military uh, bob hope is up there i think is it bob hope there's wow. anyway, there's a lot of famous people up there, lots of not so famous people um, living as well as deceased. And there are thousands of them. And, uh, you know, there was a big kerfuffle because why should we have a cross, you know, uh, in this place? And uh, it was solved when some private people paid to, to purchase the land basically where the cross is. So now because it's owned privately, they can do anything they want. Anyhow, uh, we were invited to come up there and do a sing along, which we did. And it was so amazing because standing on this hill, you have a 360 degree view of San Diego. I mean, you can see all the way from the Southern Orange County Hills, which are probably 40 miles away in one direction to the mountains in Mexico, which are probably 20 or 30 miles away in the other direction. Wow. And then way out to the mountains, but uh, above Borrego Springs and the desert. And if on a clear day, you could see clear up to the San Gabriels and you could see Baldy and San Jacinto. And anyway, it wasn't clear, but it was beautiful. And um, just being up there and singing is like you described. 
it's you're in the atmosphere, you know, and you're just there. And what an incredible thing that was. So, uh, so that happened. And it was such a trip, man, to be doing that. I never would have thought I'd be doing that, right? I feel like people are getting so creative now with what we can do with events and, and music and like the way like places that to perform are becoming even more eclectic now. Because what happened, especially so the what's really what I'm finding is interesting is like the pandemic, especially, but it was already happening before the pandemic. A lot of venues were getting closed down. Um, live music was starting to just, you know, like, again, it's that classic thing. Like, there's just no... Uh, I guess with when it comes to government and major corporations, the arts are always the complete bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel. Seriously, man. Gets, yeah. What gets money. But then at the same time, there's been this resurgence with like different types of venues, different types of concerts, hybrid kind of events and yep. weird, cool collaborations. And then all of a sudden you're just seeing music being done in these weird different locations and different people stepping up to then be like, all right, traditional old school ways of performing and venues and all that stuff aren't going to be doing what they can do anymore. We'll do it ourselves. Yep. We'll just do it ourselves. Right? Just do it ourselves. doesn't cost anything. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, believe it or not, you can still like do it for low cost and still pay the musicians because oh, you crowdsource it. What's it, what's it cost to go to Taylor Swift now? <laughs> yeah, I don't right. Know. And Hey, I'd be happy to play at 35 bucks a seat, you know? Oh my God. That's yeah. nothing. So yeah, bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. And it's, you know, like it's uh it's really cool. Like I'm I'm actually gonna be going in a week and a half from now. I'm when I go back to Ontario, I'm visiting my family, but I'm also gonna play one festival that my my aunt actually organized with a small city um about two hours north of Toronto. It's right on this uh beautiful Georgian Bay, big lake of ours, and it's a beach town, and there's a river that goes through it. And uh, she's actually doing this festival that's actually gotten, you know, the whole city is like b backing her financially. And it's a, it's like a proper festival and it's called Rock in the River. And what she's done is she positions different musicians on the riverside. And then the audience is in canoes and kayaks and they come down the river and listen for about 15 to 20 minutes. So it's a shorter set because if you're in the water, right, and you're floating down. And then you go float down some more, paddle down some more, and you get the next artist, and then the next artist. And it's this amazing way of, of capturing a scene live music, but you're on the water now. And it, so it's just another example of how we're evolving, I think. You know, one aspect of music is kind of dying, but a whole other part of it's now a, re a rebirth of something totally new and different. You're making me think of that crazy scene in Portlandia. Did you ever watch that show? I, I've seen a couple of episodes. It was pretty funny. The, the canoe dance? <laughs> where he's out on the river in the canoe like doing this i don't know what he what you would call it really weird version of you know dance and it's hilarious and there are people on the shore watching him so it's, she's reversing yes. that <laughs> reverse yeah exactly the, the reversal of that exactly yeah yeah so well, that's it sounds like it's going to be much better than the portlandia spoof <laughs> I, I, let's hope so yeah <laughs> But it's but it's like like you're I'm sure that experience I mean just the way you describe the view from the top of uh, that hill that you're on oh my gosh yeah. like that yeah. alone right is, is is almost like a spiritual experience and then to have the music and then the sing along and everyone's singing I mean wow that's uh, oh yeah and we had people uh, dancing you know tour vans come up there and the whole tour van showed up and we were just warming up had the you know had the bows set up and playing some music and they said can you turn it up let's play some dance music and they were videoing each other dancing around mm -hmm. singing we had spontaneous karaoke happening yes <laughs> so yeah right 
people want that you know it's like it's been too long it's been too long we got to live again you know quality of life is just as important as preservation of life you know and like we we really we we like to live you know like we, yeah you know like we need to express expression is so important and in all senses whether it's dancing singing listening to music creating music all of those things we just that's what makes us human totally so before we go drop some wisdom on us wisdom from the tour <laughs> wisdom from the tour well um like i said before i mean I, i'm just so i'm so 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 inspired by everybody by the artists and the musicians that i met that gave me um, so many ideas i never would have thought of but then the people too um i think what i've really come back with is just this you know like humans are not that complicated i think we really can get pigeonholed into a lot of this div divisive things that we see when we go onto the internet or we watch the news or on social media. But when you take yourself out of those things for just a moment and just plop a bunch of humans together, what do we want? We just want to be free. We just want, I just don't tell me what to do. Like, I just want to live my life <laughs> the way I want to live it. I just want to eat with my, eat some nice food, have some nice drinks with my family, with my friends, with my community you know, uh, listen to some good music, you know, um, simple, simple, simple things. Just be among nice people, have some laughs, have some good conversation, you know, that's it. Like, we don't actually need that much as a species. And the the happiness and the deep, deep joy and fulfillment that I, I got to I got to see from all of these people when we're, we're just experiencing live music for a little bit, it was uh, quite clear to me that it's... <laughs> It's really not that complex. I think we we complicate a lot of things more than they need to be. I think if we just literally can give people the, you know, the space and the peace to just go and live their own individual lives, I think we'll be absolutely fine because we all we all just want to coexist peacefully together, even if we don't agree with how each other go about life. That's fine. That's actually like, diversity is important. You know, I think we just need to find where we do all get along. And we all are. We all love music. We all love good food. You know, we all love good company, good conversation, and just being kind and respectful to one another. And that's literally it. And that's what we kept promoting with our music. And it seemed to um, translate into the audience afterwards. And we just got all these beautiful mixes of people all coming together, all appreciating the same things, even though we're all from very different walks of life. So I just feel very, like, kind of more bonded to humanity and more... Um, a lot more faith, I would say, has been restored for um, us as a, as, a, as a species. We're good. We're a good species. I think we get manipulated and twisted around to be all like fighting amongst ourselves. But ultimately, I think there's so much good in the human species that I, I feel pretty excited for the future. I love it. There it is. So good food, good music, kindness, simplicity. The things we've always had. The things we've always had. Yeah. There's nothing new here. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't take a lot of hard work. It's a no-brainer, people. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Minimal brains, please. <laughs> Minimal brains, please. Check your brain. No, not really, but you know what I mean. I do. I do. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, and, and so, and, you know, before we head off to uh, Bill, what, what do you have uh, coming up for, um, you said you had some other things, you know, in August, September? Oh, my up? gosh. Yeah. I mean, too many to, too many to mention, man. I am, yeah. I am overwhelmed. Uh, consciousness is coming, people. <laughs> and it's improving so you know <laughs> leave follower get out of the way 
<laughs> the train the train of consciousness is coming and you ain't gonna yep. stop it <laughs> yeah what is that song people get ready there's a train of coming yeah 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 yep. don't don't need no uh don't need no baggage just hop on board i gotta look at that that's an old spiritual i love that song it's classic that's great thank you brother what an incredible you know opportunity to share in your share vicariously in your journey well, thanks for asking. And it was actually fun just to talk to you about it because I got to, I just, I got back last night from all of that. So I haven't even had any time to pro, this was my therapeutic processing oh, of the summer. So thanks for asking everything, Bill. Oh, and, and for everyone listening, I'm glad you enjoyed that little, you yeah. know. Thanks uh, for being here with us. This is like, you know, the the, the synthesis of Chris's, Chris's July. Yeah, well, it's two 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 musicians coming together, talking talking shop, and this is the fun the fun thing about the creative lifestyle, and and I I love sharing it with people because I think it is I think it is inspiring. I think people I, I enjoy listening to this kind of stuff, so I just wanted to spread those spread those vibes, and it sounds like you know you've been having a very similar um, magical kind of summer with oh my gosh coming up yeah and hey so. thank you Tennyson for sharing your sharing your song with us yes thank you Tenny my uh, good good friend and. Uh, you know, it's just another. When I left, um, when I parted ways with him and also our drummer, we we just like put our, our arms around each other, brought our heads in, and just like guys, I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Like there's, it was just so, so much love, so much just, um, you know, uh, compassion and um, camaraderie was the word. That's right, camaraderie and brotherhood that we had. And that also just is really special too. Outside of all the people that we met, just having that with with Tennyson and also our drummer Dan that that joined us. But Tennyson was the whole month, and we we really uh, deepened our bond. It was it was just I just, just so awesome. That's, that was <laughs> it. Ground zero. The ripples are spreading. So much love. <laughs> so much love. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Glad you're here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Bill. Much love to you too, brother. Thank you so much for all this. And uh, I always love doing these episodes with you. It's such a blast. Aho. Aho.